Good morning again, everybody. And if you would, would you welcome the love of my life and the one who tells me how to do things every day. <laughs> Alita heard last week that she was the center of the sermon, so she came. She came to set the record straight about this T-shirt business. <laughs> Let us pray. Spirit of living God, to fall fresh now on this preacher and on this dedicated body of believers who have assembled here today to praise you for all that you have and will do in their lives. Amen. Today we conclude, brothers and sisters, this Sermon on the Mount series. People ask sometimes, what is a disciple? What does it mean to be a Christian? Well, in these serm- this sermon of Jesus, Jesus outlines for us how to be a Christian, a follower of the way. He outlines how we are to be Christians in the world. And my brothers and sisters, he outlines for us how we live into the kingdom of God. And he reminds us that the kingdom of God is not for the faint of heart. In fact, Jesus calls it entering into the narrow gate. It's so hard to stay focused on the things of God in this world, we can often miss where God wants us to be. The kingdom of God is God working among us. It's God's rule and God's reign, God's authority in the mix of human and cultural affairs. Living into the kingdom of God. It's Jesus revealing the work of the kingdom to you and I and calling us to surrender our hearts, minds, and our lifestyle to the work of the kingdom. It means to expose ourselves to being vulnerable. Living into the kingdom is, is a walking by faith assignment. We are called to go out, to rescue the lost, to help the least and the last and the helpless at the risk of leaving our own comfortable lifestyles. Living into the kingdom means to sacrifice for the sake of others, even if it's just wearing a mask because it's healthy for somebody else. Living into the kingdom is a sign that we are against the principalities and the powers and the spiritual weakness of this world. You see, the mission and mandate of the church is to build the kingdom of God. The upbuilding of the kingdom can only be done through committed efforts of the children of God. Those whom God has touched, those who have seen God's amazing grace and love, those who have experienced a presence of the Lord Jesus in their life, those who have experienced the great and awesome power of the Holy Spirit. God calls us to tell others about what God is doing in our lives. You see, spreading the gospel for the kingdom is a challenge for everyone living into this kingdom. 
the world's enticing candy seems sweeter than the sweet harmony of life in Christ. From the first rebellion against God's authority until the final elimination of rebellion described in Revelations and other biblical books, there seems to be a cosmic rejection of God's authority and God's rule and a cosmic rejection of principles and a mindset to do what God calls us to do. Those of us, my friends, who are Christians believe in the rule of God over the earth. We believe that the whole of the earth is God's, all that is within it, people, the things. We believe, at least, to, at least we profess, we believe that nothing is outside of the control or beyond God's authority and power. And yet, Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The challenge, my friends, of going forward and onward in the name of Jesus has its opportunities and has its challenges. When we consider the opportunity to do something for building up the kingdom, we immediately realize that we risk ourselves of being vulnerable and sharing the message of peace. Friends, the kingdom needs us to live into it. We are the very heartbeat. We are the very presence of the kingdom of God here and now. Not a pie in the sky in the by and by, but the kingdom of God is present among us now, it's present in those of us who practice the grace and love that God has shown to us when we practice it among ourselves here at Calvary, when we practice it out at the grocery store. It means we seek to do what's right in the sight of God. Every time we lend and, depend, lend and depend on God for what to do, we are living into the kingdom. Living into the kingdom means we will execute judgment on evil. Living into the kingdom means we will not go along with the crowd just to get along. Living into the kingdom means we will keep things that we will get rid of things that promote disunity in the body of Christ. We will not let things divide us because God has called us to be a uniformed body. It was Martin King Jr. who said, the ultimate measure of a person is not where they stand in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand in times of challenge and controversy. Friends, we now live in a time of challenge and controversy. And God is calling us to live into the kingdom of God, to stand up in these times of challenge and controversy, to dedicate who we are to being about our Father's business, to be risk takers for the kingdom. Friends, this is no easy challenge. That is the reason that Jesus gives this wonderful teaching 
this wonderful rubric of leaning and depending on God and God's Spirit. But I think I ought to tell you that the call of living into the kingdom is sacred. The call for living into the kingdom is for us to get out of our comfort zones, to lean and depend on God. The call for living into the kingdom is an affirmation that God is no respecter of human ideas. The call for living into the kingdom is a call of faithfulness. The call for living into the kingdom is a call to be a blessing to others. The call for living into the kingdom is a call to face what's wrong with our world head on and in the name of Jesus seek to be an answer, not a problem. Living into the kingdom will always, we will always find ourselves facing two different wills, the will of people and the will of God. Doing the will of people, that's what Jesus would call the, the wide gate. Pleasing people means that we will do what it takes to make people happy. They come first and not God. But in situations, we must remember that doing God's will comes first. Jesus says that is the narrow gate and the one that's let sought after. When we operate in the will of God, when we do the things that please God, these things will also be in accordance to the teaching of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. The things that please God will help us in providing for the needs of our communities, our home, our church, and the world at large. Scripture will testify that when we are living into the kingdom of God, God will give us power. Power through prayer for personal commitment. Some Pharisees asked Jesus one day, when will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus answered them, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. Nor will people say, here it is or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is within you. Imagine that. That God desires to take up residence in the body of a sinner like me. God desires to be a part of my sometimes dysfunctional life. Of course, Christ had to make it all possible because like oil and water, holy and unholy don't mix. Everyone is alive that's given an opportunity to repent of our sins and confess that Christ is exactly who he says he is. He is the son of the living God that made it possible that our relationship with God can last forever. All of those who receive Jesus Christ and that message, they now are entering into living into the kingdom of God. When we do so, friends, we point others to God's kingdom. We pray, thy kingdom come. We are really praying that God's kingdom will be more and more of a reality in our own lives. Living into the kingdom means we will live with joy and confidence under Christ's rule. 
living into the kingdom means we will embrace grace as the overriding principle of God's kingdom. Living into the kingdom means we allow Christ to make all our moral choices. Living into the kingdom means we will allow Christ to control our circumstances and our relationships. Living into the kingdom means we will live like benefactors of the kingdom of God. Living into the kingdom of God, we will enjoy the peace that is our inheritance in the kingdom. Living into the kingdom of God, we will live in accordance with the rubric of love that Christ has displayed first for us. That's some checklist. And it's obvious that the world as a whole is falling apart. But how are we as Christians doing? Do we live with joy because we have confidence in Christ? Does Christ lead and guide us in our daily walk? Is he in control of my choices and my relationships and my demeanor? Living into the kingdom, we pray for the conversion of the world's people. And guess what? It's our job to make that happen. It's our distinct privilege to be representatives of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Ambassadors, we are commissioned to be about our Father's business in proclaiming the good news. Jesus told his disciples to preach the kingdom of God, and that is us. We are his disciples. We are to be a living testimony of what God can do in and through others. We are to testify to our deliverance. That's the only message we need. We only need the message of telling people how God has touched us and convicted us to become followers. It is distinctly and uniquely ours, and no one can tell the story of how God has intervened in your life like you. You see, we just can't say God is good. We have to share that good news with others. John Wesley said, if you want to get people excited about Jesus, stand in the middle of people and draw a ring around yourself and light it so people can see the flame of God living within you. And here's the deal. If a tax collector named Matthew and a prostitute named Mary can hear and heed the message of salvation, then so can my barber. So can the people at the store. So can people in my neighborhood. So can my auto mechanic, my spouse, my children, my grandchildren, and the homeless man that stands on the corner with a sign. They too deserve to hear the message. The kingdom of God will never fully come until we dedicate ourselves to spreading that news to every single person on earth. Until then, God is patient and full of grace and mercy. We only need to know the truth about the kingdom. And for us, Christ says, it's no secret. Unto you, he says, is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. We are called to unravel the mystery for the unbeliever, to show him or her the path that leads to becoming a child of God. 
when we pray, thy kingdom come, we are really praying that the good news of Christ's kingdom will be proclaimed through us and our friends and families and neighbors will hear and understand the message that to the utmost Jesus saves. We are praying that they will be confronted by the almighty sovereign Lord and be convicted by his Holy Spirit. We are praying that they will believe and repent and enter into living into the kingdom by the power of the Holy Spirit. Finally, it is living into the kingdom. We Christians accept that one day God will return. Beginning with the third chapter of Genesis, there is anticipation of the coming of God's kingdom. The prophets foretold of the day when Christ's kingdom shall come on earth. As Christians, we should be watching for signs, even though we know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man will return. To claim what Christ, what is Christ? We are. In one place we're called the bride. In another place we're called his body. We see the unrest in the world sometimes. And we ask ourselves, will Christ come soon? But what we We cannot know the answer. Only God knows when the seventh seal will be opened and the new Jerusalem will replace the old one, according to Revelations. We can't try to figure it out. It's fruitful. But we have to live each day as though Christ may return today. But we stay watched just the same. Don't get caught off guard when Christ returns. Watch and pray for God's ultimate victory. You see, the prophet Daniel knew of God's ultimate victory. He said his kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures for generations to generation. The psalmist knew of God's ultimate victory. He sang the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules all over. And don't dwell on the details of what will happen when that day comes. Paul reminds us this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You'll have to put on a new robe as my ancestors used to say. Just pray thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Pray for the end of evil and the demonic presence that rules our world. Pray for the day when Christ will reign in splendor all over God's earth. Pray for the day when Christ will judge the living and the dead. Pray for the day when Christ will award us a crown of righteousness. Pray for the day when Christ will eradicate suffering everywhere. Pray for the day when there will be a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth has passed away. James said that God has chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him. James is not talking about people who have no money. He's talking about those who acknowledge their spiritual poverty without God. The followers of Christ who admit their inability to face eternal life separate from God. 
These are the poor in spirit. Those who say, Lord, we need you to give us today what we need to live in your world. And by the way, we'll be back tomorrow. Our confession of spiritual poverty has forever linked us with Christ. Jesus said of the poor, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The next time you pray the Lord's Prayer, and you get to that verse where it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as in heaven. Remember, the death of the prayer is, is praying for your personal commitment to Christ. It is a prayer for the conversion of others. It is a prayer for the return of Jesus in all of his glory. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Allow us to experience your amazing grace. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Allow us to feel your unsurpassable peace. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Allow us to receive your wondrous blessing. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Teach us to look forward to your glorious heaven. Thy kingdom come, Lord. Your grace, your glory, and your grandeur. Thy kingdom come. Come, Lord, your peace, your purity, your power, thy kingdom come, Lord, your wisdom, your spiritual wealth, and your wonder, thy kingdom come, Lord, your mercy, your majesty, your miracles, thy kingdom come, Lord, thy will be done. Jesus' whole sermon was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God as something that we have inherited and must live into, saying that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has arrived. Where? In us. It was time to repent and believe that gospel. The word repent means to change one's mind. Jesus preached change to his audience. If the nation of Israel were going to undergo a radical transformation from disobedience to obedience to God, they would have to change their mind about God and what God was calling them to do. Not to take over the capital of Jerusalem, but to take over the hearts, men, women, and children. They would have to change their minds and how they viewed themselves. Living into the kingdom, we are called to serve the poor, the outcast, the lonely, and the depressed. Living into the kingdom, we are called to proclaim the good news to those who are held captive by sin and death. Living into the kingdom, we are called to revolutionize the world through spreading God's word throughout our communities and his land. Living into the kingdom, we are being called to follow Jesus in the midst of our busyness. Living into the kingdom, we are being called to follow Jesus in the death of our pain. Living into the kingdom, we're being called to follow you, Jesus, and the power of your Holy Spirit. Living into your kingdom, God, we're being called to follow your son, Jesus, wherever he leads us. Living into your kingdom, we're being called because Jesus has to be number one in our lives. We cannot, cannot 
live into the kingdom of God without Jesus being a priority in our lives. We cannot be God's ambassadors without surrendering all of who we are to God's Holy Spirit. God has provided for us all we need to be angels, to be messengers, to be agents of peace and love in the world. And God trusts you and I to get the job done. Amen. Would you stand with me and sing this beautiful hymn of the church? is built.